Welcome once again to Lato's Law. Here's Steve Lato. If you've ever seen a TV show where someone is arrested, or perhaps if you've been arrested yourself, you may know that the police will tell you, among other things, that you have the right to an attorney. And if you cannot afford one, one will be provided for you. And that's something that goes back quite a ways. A case called Gideon versus Wainwright. You can look that up. But, but, I'm going to let you know one thing. How it's handled varies wildly, not just from state to state, but within each state. So in some states, uh, they've got a good system for this. Some states, they do not. Some states will actually say, well, it's really, really good over here, but not so good over there. Uh, It's often uh, the worst in places where there is an overload on the court system. A lot of people going through it who cannot afford attorneys, and they've got to find a lot of attorneys and pay a lot of attorneys to handle these cases. And I have mentioned before, that briefly in my early career as an attorney, for a little while, I was a public defender in a court in Michigan. So that if you got busted and couldn't afford an attorney, I might be the person that they assigned to your case. And so I handled a bunch of cases that way. It's been a while. It's been a while. And it's, it's uh, among the only criminal work I ever did as, a, as an attorney, uh, defending somebody in criminal cases, unless you want to count traffic tickets. However, There is a severe problem in Oregon that resulted in a very, very strange case. And uh, Harriet sent me a note. Steve, check this out. From Oregon Public Broadcasting, opb.org. Conrad Wilson writes, Oregon Supreme Court sides with public defender who objected to taking case. So a public defender said, I can't take this case. And the court said, you have to. And the Supreme Court there in Oregon has said, no, they don't have to. And it depends on the reason for not wanting to take the case and so on. But in a preliminary ruling on Thursday, the Oregon Supreme Court found a state court judge made a mistake forcing a public defender to take a new client over objections of the lawyer's employer. But this is interesting because this lawyer works for the organization that defends people in that county. Court ruled that a judge's order assigning a new case to a public defender in Marion County who said he could not ethically represent the client must be vacated or the judge needs to explain her decision in better detail. Now, Oregon's public defense system is a mess. For more than a year, the state has failed to meet the constitutional requirements to provide an attorney for everyone charged with a crime. That includes hundreds of people in jail and thousands more who are not in custody. Not only has the state violated the rights of defendants, the lack of attorneys has created challenges for prosecutors and crime victims. So somebody gets arrested, they're in jail, they can't get out for whatever reason, bail or whatever, uh, and they're sitting there rotting away going, well, I need an attorney. And they're told, well, we'll get you one eventually, which literally means we'll get you one when we get you one, and it might not be soon. For months, public defenders in Marion County have sought help from the courts to reduce the caseloads that they're being dealt with. They argued that their attorney's workloads are so excessive, they were effectively violating their legal and ethical obligations as lawyers. At the same time, they argued they were also violating their clients' constitutional rights to effective legal counsel. I'm going to tell you right now, in the cases I had in the court that I was working in, they would literally send me one case at a time. They would call me up and say, Steve, we have a case for you. Can you handle it? I'd say, yes, I can handle it. And they would send me the file. And then I would handle that case. And so what's going on here is there is a department of attorneys who are assigned these cases. And they are so overloaded that they can't handle all the cases properly. 
And I have heard stories before, and I believe them to be true, where people have gone to court to meet their court-appointed attorney, walked in the room, and figured out, oh, it's the person sitting at that table over there. They walk over to the table, and there's a crowd of people around the table, and the person's got a stack of files on her desk this thick, and the files are thin. And the person walks up and says, hi, I'm so-and-so, I'm here for court today. And the guy or gal says, oh, I'm your attorney. Starts digging through the file, pulls the file out, opens it up, obviously for the first time, glances at it and goes, oh, well, you're charged with this. Would you plead to this? Without asking the person what happened. What's your side of it? Did you do it? And so that is a problem. And so the real point here is that it's not just that we'll assign you an attorney who will stand next to you in court and run you through the system as quickly as possible. It ought to be, we'll get you effective counsel. Because ineffective counsel is grounds for an appeal, which might result in the case going back down again, which would be wasteful for the court system. So judges in the county keep appointing clients, arguing that they have a constitutional obligation to do so. So they're saying we're required to appoint attorneys, so we appoint attorneys. And the attorneys are being appointed going, we have too many cases dumped on us. We can't handle all these cases. During a hearing in April, the executive director for the public defender of Marion County, that's the department, it's a nonprofit public defense firm, objected to any new court-appointed clients. And she said, I am notifying the court that we are at caseload and workload capacity. I am responsible for the ethical violations of those attorneys that I supervise, and I must take remedial action. Because of current caseloads, all attorneys at our office, including myself, are unable to provide constitutionally sufficient representation to new individuals facing criminal charges. So she's saying we're already at our limit. Anything you give us at this point is just more overload, and we're not going to be able to handle those cases properly. We'd like to be able to, but there's so, only so many hours in a day, only so many days in a week, and as we clear these cases off, more are coming in, and it's, it's, it's a losing battle. However, that judge appointed one of her lawyers to a criminal case anyway. Over the public defender of Marion County's objection, I'm going to appoint the attorney to represent you, the judge said to a defendant standing there in court while the boss person who runs the department where that attorney comes from, is saying, we cannot handle any more cases at this time the way things are. So the public defender of Marion County made a mandamus petition to the Oregon Supreme Court that states, as with all the public defenders, uh, she lacks the capacity to take on more clients. The firm only has 64% of the staff it needs to meet its current caseload, according to the petition. As a result, every time one of our attorneys is required to take on a new case, the court is compelling that attorney to violate their ethical duties by forcing them to expend their limited resources on one client at the expense of another, with neither client receiving the resources and time necessary for a proper constitutional defense. That was what they filed with the court. The Supreme Court's one-page order states that the judge who overrode that objection is commanded to vacate the order appointing that attorney as counsel, or an alternative to show cause for not doing so within two weeks. I've mentioned before that when courts on appeal, whether courts of appeal or Supreme Courts of states or of the U.S., do things that are unusual, it's worth noting. 
And I've mentioned before that unanimous decisions are pretty interesting. Uh, I'm not saying they're impossible or unlikely or uncommon even. It's just when all nine of the SCOTUS judges agree on something, you go, okay, that appears to be a ruling. It wasn't terribly contentious at that level. But you often see two-to-one court of appeals rulings, things like that. You go, wow, it's one vote. Could have flipped that the other way, you know? Well, here, the second thing I'd like to point out that's interesting from a court is a single-page order. (laughs) I'm not sure I've ever seen one before. Uh, I can tell you that I have filed an emergency appeal to the Court of Appeals in Michigan, and they returned a response in my favor where they basically said, yes, Mr. Leto wins on behalf of his client. It's a two-page order. took him two pages to say that, okay? However, this is a single-page order. So things that I enjoy seeing from the courts, unanimous decisions to short orders, especially when you can do it on one page. Meanwhile, the Marion County Circuit Court Trial Court Administrator said in a statement that the court planned to respond to that ruling in the coming days. So she's speaking on behalf of the judge. The Marion County Circuit Court takes seriously its constitutional and statutory obligation to ensure that eligible defendants have qualified attorneys to represent them. Meanwhile, the attorney who's representing the public defenders said they've succeeded in getting the state's highest court to engage on the case. It established unequivocally that trial judges may not appoint public defenders who do not have the ethical capacity to handle cases for which they're being appointed. The next step is now to solve the problem of unethical and unconstitutional courts by working together to take next steps to resolve these issues. Uh, Meanwhile, in Oregon, Senate Bill 337 would make sweeping changes to the state's public defense system could pass now that the Senate Republicans have ended a a weeks-long walkout That reform could help, but of course that bill's got to get passed because it's still up on Capitol Hill, as the song says. So that's the situation. There are too many defendants and not enough attorneys. And the courts are saying, well, we're required to appoint attorneys, so we appoint you. I have to tell you one of my favorite court-appointed attorney stories, however. And a very dear friend of mine who's no longer with us, but one of the brightest attorneys, uh, most intelligent people I've ever met in my life, was an attorney who was in the same office I was in, right around the same time that I was doing court appointments. And got to know him very, very well. And uh, his son uh, actually went to law school, is currently a federal judge in Michigan. So uh, intelligence runs in the family. And um, he was a, a very, very smart guy, but also had a very, very good sense of humor. Really, really funny guy. And um, he, he just, he enjoyed just talking to people and being around people. And when I first met him, and I'd just gotten out of law school, and I met him actually before I took the bar, uh, I could go to him and ask him anything. And he was happy to explain it to me. And it wasn't just nuances of the law. It might be how certain courts worked, or did I know anything about a particular judge, or have have you ever tried to do this before with a legal situation? And the guy was just, sit down, let me tell you about it. And, and he could explain it clearly. He knew what he's talking about, and he was right. And I, I went into court a couple times and watched him try cases. And he was one of the most fascinating and brilliant attorneys I ever saw operate in a courtroom. And so he told me a story one time. He came back from court, and he was just handling some small matter in a district court. And he came back, and he's laughing. He, he, he actually he, he, he took this in stride. But... He had a friend, somebody that he'd gone to school with, who had become a judge. 
And in Michigan, our state court judges are elected. So this guy ran for judge and got elected judge. And so one day, my friend had a case in front of this judge. And it was some small matter he was handling for a friend. Normally, he didn't handle stuff in this court, but he wound up in front of this. So he actually went into court. And he sits down in the front of the front of the courtroom and he's just flipping through his file. And the court's calling different matters before it. But the judge has leaned over and kind of given him one of these, you know. And um, as they start calling cases, uh, somebody comes up there who is not represented by counsel, uh, who's there on a criminal matter. And it was supposed to be something simple. And I think it was simply an arraignment. So here's what you're charged with. You understand the charges. Uh, how do you plead? And if you don't want to plead, we'll enter a not guilty plea and you can go on your way. And the defendant started making a scene, not a violent scene. He wasn't attacking anybody, but he started just going off on tangents and talking about stuff that was irrelevant, the matter at hand. And he was just, just going crazy, just talking and talking and talking and talking. And the judge kept trying to stop him and saying, look, this is just an arraignment. Just, I'm going to plead you, enter a plea of not guilty, and you can come back later. And the guy just keeps going and going and going and going. And so the, the prosecutor, at one point, like, sits down. Because <laughs> he's got other cases. He needs this guy to finish whatever he's doing. And the judge goes, sir, stop, stop, stop. <laughs> And the guy stops for a brief second and he goes, I'm going to assign you a court-appointed attorney. And the guy goes, Your Honor, I don't need one. And the guy goes, yes, you do. And he leans over and he goes, meet your, meet your attorney. <laughs> and he assigned the person who was going on and on to my friend and said, meet your new attorney. And my friend said he's sitting there and he's actually he was reading his file. And he heard that and he looked over and saw the judge pointing at him. And he's like, and the judge is like, yes, you, you're his attorney. <laughs> so he appointed this person to my friend. And my friend told me that story. And a couple of days later, the guy came by the office to meet with his attorney. And he was in the office for a few hours, a few hours. And it was a very simple case. And later on, uh, my friend said that he got the matter resolved favorably for his client. He didn't tell me what the outcome was, but he did insinuate to me that the several hour long meeting in his office was very similar to what happened in the courtroom <laughs> where the guy was explaining to my friend about all kinds of things that had nothing to do with anything, but they're important to know. Do you understand this? Do you know about that? And I think this is happening over here. Um, so... Again, it depends on the court. So some places will actually have a department of a public defender. Other places will simply have a budget and they can do with it as they please. And I know some people complain and say, hey, Steve, my understanding is that all public defenders are bad. That's not true. That's not true. Uh, they have an ethical obligation to do the best for their clients, and they will. And, and I was one myself, and I know that I handled those cases exactly the same I'd handle it for anybody who came in off the street to hire me back then. So uh, this is an interesting situation though, because it appears that this public defender's office in Oregon is beyond the breaking point. And the court wanted to keep appointing attorneys even after they said, we cannot take any more. So the Supreme Court said, you either reverse that order or you explain to us a really good reason why you can't. So Harriet sent that to me. Thank you very much from 
The uh, Oregon Public Broadcasting, opb.org, Conrad Wilson wrote it. Oregon Supreme Court sides with public defender who objected to taking one more case. Questions or comments, put them below. Let's talk to you later. Bye-bye. Thank you for watching Lato's Law. How much deeper would the ocean be without sponges?